Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, it's up there! Welcome to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Tyvis in the house. Yes. What are you wearing today? Footwear, oh, you know, today, today I went with a little uh, Pharrell Williams, some human races today. All right, Decided to put nice. the Jordans down, give it a little rest. Those are week. nice. Those Thank are very nice. I tell you what, out of all my shoes, these are probably the most comfortable. Yeah, those are the most crazy. Yeah, I, they look, it, I, I, they I'm look big, like foot slippers. I'm big into Asian fashion, but Asian sizes don't come in this, this type of fashion. <laughs> you don't get them that big? Nah, but What's I, your shoe size? I got the 15s on. I got the Yeezys on today. By, by the way, y'all can cancel him on the, uh, on the regular stuff. We cool with that. But you still can't cancel his kicks. He still got some fire I've kicks. I've heard that from a lot of people. Uh, look, cancel them all you want. I'm listen, still wearing his stuff. I, I got like five, six pairs of Yeezys. I paid money for them. Them boys. Them. You're wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, had to, you got to cut your right off arm off to get it's them. It's still in big demand. Yeah. All of it. I thought, I thought like, you know, maybe it would drop in price. No, they don't want up. They went up. <laughs> they don't want up. Because now that it's production is going to be an issue. Man. Hey, Bull, is Bull, I don't know how I got my wires crossed. For some reason, I thought we finally got you back today. Is it tomorrow we get you back? Well, because you nudniks are driving me crazy, I keep yelling and screaming every day, and I'm not healing up this final. Oh, I can't get over the, and I don't want to get anybody else sick just in case. I mean, I'm probably not contagious at this point. Are you but I'm getting so aggravated. You're testing that negative, I, though, right? I actually, well, no. The last time I tested was was Monday morning, and I was still positive. I actually wow, haven't tested really? again since. Okay. Because okay. Steve and I agreed that I shouldn't come back into the studio until I'm completely symptom-free, and I'm not completely symptom-free because I'm still coughing, and I'm still, you know, blowing my nose all the time. But in is, general, you, you, know. you feel, I mean, you're not I feel I feel okay. I'm not in pain. I'm still, I'm really tired. I'm still, it's really affecting me, I think. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, whatever. Might be diet too, but I, I'm feeling really tired. So I'm not yeah. sure if that's COVID related or not. You know, I'm just kind of worn down. I'm wondering, just a shot in the dark here. Um, yeah. RSV is going around. Yeah, that is. I had it, and I got to tell you, I've never been so exhausted, Bull. I mean, halfway through my day, I feel like I could lay down and take a three hour nap. <laughs> And I know a lot of people that have it. So maybe you've got it's, a it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. It is certainly possible because the weird thing was my son was sick first and he was testing negative for COVID. We don't know what he had. He may have had RSV. Probably. He might have had RSV. He was testing negative for COVID, negative, negative, negative. Right. Then my wife caught whatever he had. She was testing negative. So I, so I finally started feeling some symptoms like the last Friday I was in in studio that afternoon. I started feeling some symptoms and I tested and I was negative. So I'm like, okay. But then Sunday, I finally tested positive two Sundays ago. Yeah. And then since then, my wife tested positive and I did. So it's possible we've been past, even though we were wearing masks in the house and distancing as best as we could, we're still in the house together. So maybe we all had both of them. I don't know. Yeah. I but I just possible. can't pick the rest the end of it. Our, uh, our senior medical correspondent at Channel 3, Monica Robbins, I talk with her all the time about this kind of stuff, both on the air and off. And she was saying that it's kind of a triple threat this year. Mm. It's really four. So COVID is an, always, you know, a possibility. The flu, mm -hmm. RSV, and what was the other one? 
I thought she said maybe it was just those three. COVID, COVID. The flu, and RSV. No, and the slow jam. Yeah. So, um, and I asked her, can you get COVID and RSV at the same time? She said, you can get COVID, the flu, and RSV at the same time. Oh, God. And so, I don't know. I don't want to play a doctor here. Um, yeah. But it is very possible that at some point in this three-week stretch here, you picked up RSV. My mom had it. I had it. My wife had it. And it, uh, Betsy had it. And it lingers weeks like the, yeah. this fatigue thing is uh, i'm going yeah. on week three of exhaustion it's it's so you real, just be tired just tired i mean i had a cough yeah. started with a cough but then it was just it was just pure exhaustion so it was interesting to me that you said you're you, really you know tired. I, you know i had something about uh, i had something like that before well you were out a couple days y- yeah, yeah i was i was out a couple days i had something like that before but it was at a previous time and it was called mono you should make out with random girls yeah, no, that's bad. <laughs> the kissing disease. The kissing disease. Oh, oh. Gee. What in the world? You're married, gee, you're a bro. married man. You're a married what are you man? doing? You're a married man. That was that's a, just, that's wait, the Sam Darnold. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. They had wait a minute. They had hold on. You want another kissing no, demonstration, wait a don't minute. You? We got to talk about this right now because this is a rule. That fake kiss? You? When was this? This is what, back in college or something like that? Oh, listen, that was a make-out bandit. Listen, you make know. Make-out so, so when you go to... For people that don't know, when you went out like and you met a girl in like the club, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to like <laughs> kiss her in the club. Why not? Who said it was? Because you club? don't know her. Yeah, you don't know that hey, woman. There, that is a brother's law. You don't know that woman. Is Tyba serious? Yeah, he's I'm dead serious. Is serious no, right I'm now. Dead serious. No kissing and hugging. The first day you meet her in the club, no, uh, you don't listen, know that woman. Hey man, listen. You I never was, hooked up with a girl the first day you met her. No. That was the wow. that, that was a wholesome child. No, I've never had that oh one night stand. None Thomas. of that. No. Listen, uh-uh. Good hey, for man, you, man. Yeah. One forty-five at OU. Don't stop believing comes on. <laughs> yeah. Look, you get those, get those two a.m. goggles going. Hey, hey, G, we got to talk about. G, we got to talk about that fake kiss you just did a minute ago. You I know. look like I know. You boy. look like the. T- you look like. He looks like the couple in in uh, dodgeball that was like making out, <laughs> licking each other. Yeah, Remember those he does. Cu- those get two. Back then, my what face. Back then, back then, I was my face was slim. Back then, bro, I had the baby face on. I had. I, 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 oh. say, I, I am shocked right Listen, now. I saw that video that you shot. Yeah, yeah. That you sent me. Yeah. I don't know how long ago that was, but you were kind of slim. I was back slim back then. Slim. Hey, listen. If, if I, Bull, don't get it twisted. My wife be telling me, you're never allowed to get that small again. <laughs> it comes with a whole lot of extra stuff. She's like, I like you just the way you are. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then I feel like I realized it was in subtitles. She so, was like, I don't trust that guy. So, that so, guy, yeah. I don't like him. G Bush Suave. So, G, so you was making them laugh. Oh, no. I was just like, I was, we, we'd be right 145 come. See, back then, you used to be able to do smoke breaks. They used to have <laughs> people smoking in bars. And then you might make out with somebody. And you'd be like, oh, my gosh. I got uh, Marlboro Sandy. You're like, you're like, oh, oh she, she definitely just went to a smoke See, break. See, now, that was a hard, fast rule of mine. You had one. Mine was... If you if you were a smoker, <laughs> right. yeah, that That's ain't going down, one. bro. Right. I ain't one. making out with no damn ashtray. <laughs> See, here's the thing, guys. There you go. At 1:45 in the morning, I think smoking's disgusting. Yep. I would never, There's you know, never really coming. wanted to date anyone that smoked. Coming. Here you go. But at 1.45 in the morning at the bar when the prospects are getting slim, beggars can't be choosers, I'll tell you that. See, that violates my rules of engagement. Wait a minute. I, I'm not going there. It's my, it's my nope. number one red it's flag. It's my number one, too. Number I, see, one I, red hey, flag. I see a girl light up a cigarette, 
And I don't care if she's a supermodel 10 plus. <laughs> I if I see that, she's I an agree. automatic three. Haley Berry smoking a cigarette. Oh, says Jay, what's up? Bye. Bye, Haley. Say no. Nah, bye. no chance. A bye. He's, no chance. A, he's lying. <laughs> see, that's, that's why you're not, bro. That's why you got to pick and choose. You got to pick and choose who you hang out with. You got to survey the scene. No. Now, I don't play too many away games, but if you're doing an away game, away, we, away games, that you don't know. You don't got the home field advantage. The crowd is against you. You, you got dudes. You don't know the land of the lake. Man, I went one time. I was on this mountain. We was, we as a ski lodge with my two, my two uh, close white friends. And we went up there, and it was just, it was $300 just to breathe. They, everything, just to breathe. everything costs money up there. But here's the thing. Even up there where you have certain places, you got to know who you bring. Like, Jay, Jay, we would ask Jay to take one for the team. We like, Jay, you know good and well that girl over there, she like you. She been all, you got to get us inside that camp. What are you doing over here? You can't be having standards. You standards at 140. Bro. I ran point. I ran point in my day. I had no problem. You know, G. Point. G. Bush is right. You have to have one friend in the group who smokes. So in case there's a girl yes. who smokes, that's they, yes. they just pair off. That's you. Know you. Or someone like Bull who will who isn't afraid. You gotta have a, I mean, going back to my Jersey Shore days, you, you gotta have that. someone ready to take a grenade. I, yeah, wish, we had video. <laughs> I wish we had Mikey. This is, this is video sad. of McNuggets at Jersey Shore because would be priceless. I don't think I stayed out. Did I? Past midnight one time in college. Bro, you Good wasted. for you, man. Whoa. That's it. Whoa. I had that Listen, pure life. 11 o'clock. 11. 11 o'clock. Right, not 11. Lights out. I'm this gone. Guy. Hey, guys, everybody look at their text right now that I just sent. Don't don't mention it on the air, but right. uh, look at the text <laughs> I just sent. Don't mention, don't mention it. Okay, Bull, I see you. I see you, Bull. Wait a minute. Atta boy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> God, I wish you that. And with that, Sometimes with that, you get great to, opportunities, uh, you don't pass them up. <laughs> with that, we have to pivot to some Browns Bills yes, talk. We yeah, well, I got breaking news before we come, okay. come, come. We, just, do, we just can't say what he well, texted us, so I we have to I will not get on. a text in, in the rest of this month, in the rest of this year. What did this I will not from? get a text that I makes me laugh Mono? any more than the one you just said. How did we get here? Mono? I don't know how we got here, but I'm Mono. Mono. Yeah, Mono got us here. Okay, so uh, Leroy Horde's on the show. Robert Smith is on the show. Tyvis is going to do some more breakdowns. We're playing true and false. And big breaking news from the Browns. This is what we've been waiting for. This is it, guys. This No, no, listen. It's a, it's a release from the Browns. Okay, let's okay. get it. <laughs> Came out this morning. Cleveland Browns have signed defensive tackle Ben Still. Not to be yes. confused with Ben Stiller. <laughs> Uh, he's now I'd rather have Ben Stiller. He, I would too. He came from the Browns, uh, the, the Miami practice squad, and they've also signed defensive tackle Roderick Perry. So at, at, rest easy. The soft middle has I been addressed. They, I thought they released Perry. Real quick, they you want to hear again? Practice Ben Still stats? Yeah, throw he him out there. Nine games, didn't he? Two tackles. Oh yeah, okay. That's it. That's two. That's two. That's listen. one more than Miles Garrett had on Sunday. Well, listen. Mm. Fair. Guys, I'd rather have the refrigerator Perry at 50 <laughs> than Rod Perry. Wait a minute. Listen, at least they are admitting that there is a problem. That's the first step to recovery. He has it. That's true. Admitting that there is yeah. a problem. That's like saying I have a heroin problem. I'm just going to do meth today. Like, it doesn't really solve <laughs> no, 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 the issue. No, 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 yeah, right. We're passing hey, one step sure. in the right direction. That, that's, but, uh, that's not let's good. Let's not pretend it's solving no, the real I issue. I don't like that one. That's, not this, that's like saying that I'm a heroin addict and I should try to not do it as many times today. Maybe no, I'll you're getting, you're gonna buy some Narcan. 
<laughs> yeah, he, he know the street drug. He's on the names of that. That guy, what's his name? His name is Ben Steele. Ben Steele. Yeah, Ben Steele. Yeah, not Ben, ben Stiller. Ben, ben Steele sound like an adult film name. Like he just got. Ben Steele. <laughs> listen, he come, he come in here and makes the plays. Y'all gonna owe this man an apology on this show. Hey. It's true. I think. I think he got mono at Bowling Green, Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Bowling Green. They beat Toledo last night. Ah, that's they a big, were 15 that's a big rivalry game. Listen, we've yeah, lost to Toledo like 117 years in a row. Yeah. So this is a big deal. Rivalry game. Big deal. And it was at Toledo. And Toledo scored a touchdown with 40 seconds to go to, to take their first lead of the game. BG was up 21 nothing, And Toledo scored with 45 seconds to go to go up 35-34. And I was hot. I'm like, I can't believe it. It's going to happen again. Bowling Green scored. They went the length of the field and scored a touchdown with in, in like 25 seconds. No we, kidding. And they won the game th- 42 to 35. You know what one of the collateral damages of like the, the transfer portal is? I don't think we're ever going to see like the level of quarterbacks we used to see in the MAC. Like, I don't either. Like the if Ben Bobby, one and done. They'll yeah. be there one year. It, 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 because it's just like those guys would have been going to Florida. And next go year. ahead, rattle off the guys that came through the MAC. Uh, Bruce, you're, you're Bruce, twin. Bruce Gradkowski. Uh, Byron Leftwich. Omar Jacobs. Ben Roethlisberger. Byron Leftwich. Charlie Batch. I think those days are Josh gone. Cribs. Because they're going to do one year and bounce. They, they, yes. They, and they, once they get good, but that's not they're not gone. necessarily because it'll be it'll be high recruits that. Don't play at the big schoolers. They be like, you know what? I want to play, and they're gonna transfer to a max. Dan Lefevre, he played. They if Bears really drafted him. Isn't the guy who was who's at Toledo now? Didn't he start somewhere else and then transfer to Toledo? Well, I think you might see some of that yeah. where yeah. the big four and five star guys go to Ohio State, get gobbled up, right? And they transfer to a smaller right. school. So and it's then not blossom. over. It's not over. Yeah, but I, 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 we're not gonna see it as much as we did for a while in the '90s. The MAC was putting one a year in the draft. One a year. If they get. Bull, um, get a good coach up there again. We're going to start today with trying to figure out how we stop Josh Allen. Now, I should preface this. I, the weather, I think I heard at one point yesterday that we're calling for three feet of snow in Buffalo. Is yeah. that true? I've heard well, down to two I, feet. But two yes. feet now. I, well, I was I was looking at the forecast. I'm certainly no weatherman. And, and obviously, as we know in Cleveland, when it comes to snow and lake effects, snow, things can change, right? We can get a... You can get a you know fifteen inches by your house, Jay, on the east side, That's and it can be two true. inches of snow in Rocky River or very Lakewood, true. where where G and I live. Right. So this and the same thing happens in Buffalo because they get that lake effect snow too. They, I remember there was one, there was one storm where like uh, Orchard Park, where the Browns, where the Bills play, where there was like two feet of snow, and and Brockport, which is forty minutes away, had had like two inches of snow. Yeah, it's, it so, is. So it can be crazy, it's unpredictable. Like that. What? Well, However, if, if there is snow, who has the yeah. advantage? I, you know, my first thought would be it would be the Browns because you think snow, you think, well, you're going to run the ball. The Browns have a good running game. The Bills don't really have much of a running game. However, my second thought was, well, the Bills are going to be who they are. And Josh Allen is so big and strong and has, for the most part, become accurate, although two of the last three weeks he has not been, that I think he can have success in any conditions. You know, I, I don't think the conditions are going to f- affect him. And I think the Browns, who want to be balanced more than the Bills do, will have a harder time doing that because I think Jacoby Brissett, like like most quarterbacks, but unlike Josh Allen, is more likely to struggle in the snow than than Josh Allen will. So, True. And to that I, point, Josh so, can run it yeah. if he has to. You know what? I think – call me crazy – 
But with his elbow injury, if I'm the Browns, anytime he drops back to pass, I'm I'm playing it so he has, make him throw the ball because I think he's most dangerous right now using his legs. I would really make him throw the ball because yeah. I don't think right now the way his elbow is, I don't. Do you, know, think, you think I don't know if the deep ball is there? And if yeah. I'm playing corner this week, he got to show it to me. His, some of his interceptions were just decision. Well, he leads the league in picks. Yeah, and some of them on the last. The last weeks, one, yeah, Pat Petey threw it late and threw it straight he? to him. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. Yeah, so I, you've played I think in he, snow. he's most dangerous right now to me it, running the ball. You, you've played in snow, um, obviously, as a defender. Do you feel that you have an advantage or a disadvantage in snow? Well, when it's snowing, the, the snow doesn't really. It's an equalizer. Yeah, it's it's the wind. If the wind is blowing, then you the pass again. You can cancel Christmas on that. But if it's just snow, everything is still alive. Now I will say that ball gonna be wet, so I'm definitely punching and ripping at that ball because it's yeah. gonna come out more times than not. But you do you think it'll be a factor on Sunday? I think it, both snow. teams will run the ball. If the snow is on the ground and the ball gets wet, they'll start. They'll run the ball. Well, doesn't that, to Bulls' point, favor Cleveland? You would think. But, but we, we can't do. stop the run. Ah, right you're so, right. So, so like, yeah. we can sit here. If the, if it was a sunny day out there, we'd be like, oh, well, we got to stop Diggs, Davis, Knox, all these people. You know what they do? Run the ball. Because that's how you beat the Browns right now. Hey, you, you have all these great <laughs> wide receivers, but you know what? Run the ball. You know why? Because defensively, they're going to come in here and say, we got to find a way to stop Stephon Diggs. We got to find a way to stop Gabe Davis. They're not going to think that Devin Singletary is going to come out there and run the ball. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, run the even, ball. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's what Miami did. Why? This is the, one of the worst teams that's stopping the run. Why would we throw it? Bill Belichick, run Bush, the ball. Did you see the numbers that Jason tweeted, uh, uh, t- sent in our text chain last night? No, I didn't. I didn't. So, oh, you didn't? So, no, the, um, it's like they historically. Are, so, it says not only are the Browns <laughs> 32nd in, I think the stat was run efficiency. <laughs> it was defensive yes. EPA against Defensive the EPA. Not only are they 32nd, they're 32nd by a mile. They like worse. You want than to know this? Yeah, and, and also give, if you would, the historic number. Because not only are they bad by this year's measure, they're bad all time. I, I mean, think they were the worst since they've been keeping this I stat. I wish we could go yeah, back so here's, to the first day of this show when, I, when y'all asked me about this. I know. I remember you going in on it. Here's the text from Jason uh, in abbreviated clean version. The Browns total <laughs> rush defense EPA this year is minus 34.76. So negative 34.76. The next worst negative 10.51 so 24 points worse than the regular it's almost too bad to be a reality it's the worst run defense in at least 22 years from when they started tracking the stat so so what we're talking about isn't just a bad run defense run the ball. we're talking about since they've been keeping this metric it's a bills the worst run defense that the nfl Ever. has ever known I'm just going to keep And to be it. that bad, guys? Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off there, G. No, but go to ahead. be that bad. Obviously, you know, Tyvis, you're talking about the talent, whatever. It, when it's that bad, when it's that standout bad, it can't just be the talent. It can't be. Because, you know, it's not like they, what do they have? By far the worst talent in front seven in the history of football in the modern <laughs> That's silly. There's been plenty of terrible front oh. sevens. So it's got to be more to it than just the players, and that's you know we talk about the DC. I, what do you guys think about that? Well, it, I mean, it's, it, 
It, the players are the one out there on the field. I just, I just keep, I keep, I keep going to this, man. You know what? I've been saying it for three years, man. Like these guys, he, he, Joe Woods is just not a very good coordinator. He's just not. You know, and, and and I know a lot of times people just say, well, you know, give it another year or give it another, give him his ingredients, give him some more stuff, do all this other stuff, nonsense. I, I said it the second they that they let Chad Henney run for 14 yards <laughs> on a, third down that broke my heart that that was it <laughs> that's a shame. for me those egregious mistakes like that tell me whether you got it or you don't that, and, that was the play that kept them from going to the AFC, to the AFC championship and, and it doesn't that seem like a thousand and, years and, ago and, and that's what they were sometimes it's when, a lot of more plays than that that happened in that game I, I, but, there are but, but that play but, was but, the one no, but if they he, stopped he, them he, there fumbling that ball might have been the one go ahead well I'll tell you this it goes to intent if you're a lawyer you're proving intent by certain different things people do in a court of law. I'm looking at what you meant by that, looking at the extenuating circumstances. And when I looked at Joe Woods, I looked at that's a characteristic of his, who he is as a play caller. It's the lack of aggressive tendencies. So even in even when you, you have a team down and it's into, in your advantage, and this guy has not thrown a pass, hasn't done anything, and he comes in and you let him just do that, not only does that say that you're not, you don't have an aggressive mind state. It means you don't, you can't read the room. You don't know about what the what the time and, and tendencies dictate. And you would rather try to let them make a mistake on their own rather than you causing. He's not forcing and, mistakes. He's so he's not forcing nothing. Is he the least aggressive defensive coordinator that you've seen in a while? Titus? All time. I, because yeah. it's constantly four-man rushes. Yeah. There's nothing exotic. There's nothing creative. He, there's nothing that puts pressure on the other team. Like he he doesn't blitz at all. And I've been like I said, I've been in this scheme uh, for the most majority of my career in the league. And Robert Sala blitzed, and Kate and Chris Richard blitzed. That's in uh, I think he's in uh, the Saints now, but he was the D coordinator when I was in. And Seattle. that's the same system. And 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 it was so bad on the blitzes that they actually hated it in Seattle. Like the players hated it, but he called it a lot because he felt that they needed to get pressure there. But the players like Sherm couldn't stand it because it leaves holes in the defense and some teams will pick up the blitz and hit the hit the gap. So I don't know if Joe Woods is afraid of that, but as sometimes you gotta you gotta risk something. He like, does seem like he's coaching afraid and I don't know who it was that yesterday. Someone said that on the program. If you scared if, if you scared if you scared, go to church. It's on Sunday. <laughs> that, but, go to but church. Someone on the program this week said. <laughs> yeah, it, someone said it was. Uh, I can't remember. It was, was on one. Monday. We talked about it on Monday, and okay. to kind of help us explain some of these defensive miscues that the Browns have gone through, and some of Joe Wood's oh, schemes yeah. is <laughs> our man, Coach Tyvis here with the whiteboard. We, we, we promised the iPad. We had some technical difficulties with it this morning. It will be. In, it will be here next week. It, was, it works by perfectly. By the way, by, by the way, this is my favorite segment <laughs> of the week. Because what it does, it takes all excuses out of the way, and it's not what you think they should be doing. They're going, we're going to show you why they suck, continue to suck, and are going to suck <laughs> moving forward. And it was so this morning while Tyvis is drawing up the first play. The iPad was working, and it's really cool to see the players and the exact formation. We just... It, I really well, I was the, whole, I was whole, the whole I'll show you after the carousel. We couldn't put in the carousel without having to readjust every picture. Me and Anthony oh, all tried it. Tyvis was here now. We're right. really working on it. Okay. It'll be in progress. This next is CIS, week. C, it's C, uh, CIS, a uh, uh, random forensic breakdown. <laughs> this is why the unsubs can't freaking get people lined up. Okay. So this one, this first one is the, uh, 
Raheem Mostert touchdown. And this one was so puzzling to me. What was the down and distance on this one? I don't got that. Damn. First and ten. First, oh, you okay? First and ten. Okay. So, so what yard line? I don't. The thirty-one. Thirty-one or thirty-two. I think yeah. it was a thirty-one. Okay, yard context. Anyways, so we in here. They so they take the Sam out and they put Ronnie Harrison in to play the Sam because Ronnie Harrison's a box safety, pretty big enough, physical enough in the run game. So they come out in this alignment right. You got two wide edges. You got him right there, and you got the linebackers. Now these two is in a stack formation. So usually when I tell you, you watch the Browns, you can pretty much tell who has what gaps because they line up over their gap. But when these linebackers is in this stack formation, technically they go where the flow of the ball is. So obviously he's in that gap. He's in that gap. The ball goes right. Boom, boom. That's so far. Go left. Boom, boom. All right. So before the snap, boom, he motions over. He scoots him in the box. This ball hits right here through this gap, right? Going off of what I just said, flow, flow, and he should be out here on the edge, right? This guy pushes up, blocks him. This backside guard reaches Deion Jones, and he never, ever makes it over to the play. And I'm sitting there. I'm watching the play. I went back and watched all 22. The ball is snapped. The play is going. This man has not taken a step yet. I saw and I'm sitting there like no steps. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like the uh, the line is going that way. The running back's going that way. Like, yeah, you gotta go because this guy's gonna leverage it, and it's your boom. Nobody's there. You should be a free hitter to make the play. He took so long that this guard hits him, catches him all the way up here and locks him so he can't do nothing. So, boom, Raheem goes and takes it to the house. There's no one to get him. I was sitting there like, I cannot believe that that just happened. So, why was 51 rotating in? Because he had a – Deion Jones had a rough – And this was our savior. This was, this I don't was know the move. Yeah, he had a rough game. It be, was bad at be, times. Be, before, before you erase <laughs> that, just know that as a middle linebacker, your landmarks and your keys are the guards. The guard, he's upfield. This play is right here. Yeah, it's coming your way. He gone. And for you to be able to, this guy, he's over three. He reached him. That's what I'm saying. Gap, that's two guys. He reached him to, three. To gaps. be honest with y'all, that's unbelievable that the backside guard can reach you. He's like, never that's, supposed to get that's there. That's like a tactical error. Like you should never ever let so that happen. So is it just lack of awareness? Is it lack of effort? Jay, Jay I don't. Like I said, I don't know what he must be suffering from what I call paralysis by analysis. They have told so he's him thinking too much. Yeah, thinking way too much. Like you get which they they admit at times like they're trying to do everything perfectly. And sometimes you gotta say forget. Does that. he get any slack because he's new to this? He been in this system before. He yeah, was in this but, system in Atlanta. When he was a pro bowl. But the verbiage is different, right? I no. Mean, it's all the same. Yes, Every team's pretty much. The yes. exact same. Yes. Really? Because those From are, Seattle to San Fran to Dallas, it was all called the same because thing. Because the ba- no your, your yes. base, your base technique doesn't change. Your technique is the same across the world if you are lined up in base. Like this, like this nose tackle right here. He's already shaded this way. He, this is his gap. That's what I'm saying. Why the did tackles you, ain't they, they where they at? Why did you get reached by the center? You 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 got reached because the ball hit here. You can't get reached. He's supposed to be flowing that way. You definitely can't get reached by a backside guard. It's the same in every world. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Jay. Like it's so that's so we're, we're blaming him for that. Not the system, not the coaching. Him. What do you think? I think it's all on him. <laughs> I mean, the coach so, can't get so it. So now all of a sudden you see it where I be in the dilemma now because mm-hmm. it's like I understand like what you're supposed to do. If you go, 
I'm gonna show you the play after this after this over with you gonna see you'll be like, why is he still standing there? I was like, go. I, I remember the play in real time and I remember thinking, did they think the snap? Did they miss the snap? I, like, did they not the, the know that the right ball was? You, so I don't know about that. All right, so the next one. What play is this? We'll do we'll do Sheffield's touchdown. Well, Tyvis is drawing that up. Steve, can we take a iPad full? Let's see if this just kind of works. It's small, but take it full. I'll make it bigger. So it does work, guys, just so you'll know it works. Just so you guys understand, I need a third hand to draw here, actually. Anthony, hold the microphone button for me. Here we go. Good. All Look. right, just while Tyvis draw the next play. <laughs> Teamwork. This is Deion Jones. He gets blocked by this dude, like this guy right here. That's, Somehow he gets over in time. That's more than five yards. And, yeah. and that nose tackle right there uh, over the center, he gets reached. He, he, he gets reached by this guard, this uh, center as well. So to Tyvis' breakdown, you see the full play. This gives you a little visual element. This is the next play with Tyvis' breakdown. Jay, the iPad does work. It just now you have to close everything out and then reload it. And oh. by the time he did it again. Can you, can you play that long. play? All right. All right. That's a still shot. It's a still shot. Uh, yeah, we can only show still yeah. shots. Oh, that would have been dope to see. <laughs> but I know. I, it's a joke we'll do, to me. We'll, but. We have the same thing for Tyvis' next play, so we'll, we'll give All you right. the visual breakdown the next. Tyvis, take it away. All right, so for this one, it ain't nothing glitz or glamorous about this play at all. They're, the Browns are in cover two because that's their red zone defense. They run cover two. So in cover two, usually this is the guy you hit because the corner, they play everything high to low. So as he as he reads him goes, boom, he got to take the fade. This should be the ball that he hits, but Tua seen one-on-one coverage, so he threw the ball, right? So the only thing I can say about this play is that Mario Emerson did everything right. You st he started off, he was on top. As you get down the field to get in the end zone, you want to play underneath routes because if obviously if they turn around at their goal line and catch it, it's a touchdown. So he plays everything right. What happens is Sheffield gives him a nice little stiff arm to the face to push off to get the thing. Now, everybody's like, well, they call it against uh, Amari Cooper. Why didn't they call it against Sheffield? Because it's really so quick and so subtle that you really can't see it as a referee. Like, because obviously the hand fighting, they let that I, play. I, honestly, I don't know about that because in real time, and I you said can he see it. Yeah, you can he see shoved. it. You can see it. Yeah, but dude. And I'm not talking about the replay. Why, it's a, in they, real time, I'm screaming. Referees pick and choose when they want to call it. Yeah, so, I know they do. Martin Emerson, he's a young rookie. I'm going to tell him what Sherm taught me in these situations because it happened to me in practice. So when you get down there in the red zone, I don't care if you're playing in the NFL, college, or backyard football. It is natural when you see a fade ball at the at the very end of the route, whoever you checking, he's going to push off. He's going to push off with one hand to get the separation to go up. I don't know why. It's just what we do as football players as wide receivers. So when you get down there, when he gives you that hand, you grab it and you don't give it back for the rest of the play. He cannot get. Yeah, the but hand. when you grab it, you're at risk of being called for no, pass interference. Point. Yeah, but you know what? They let the hand fight and go because they see that happening. So you grab it and you swing your other hand across to play the ball. You make him catch the ball with one hand. I thought when Sherm taught it to me, I said, Sherm, they gonna call pass interference. Every yeah, time. that's it. He said, do it in the game and see. I went out there and did it. They did not call pass interference. I seen Sherm go out there and do it. They did not call pass interference because they understand. Now, I'm not telling you to be blatant. It's literally you got to keep it close. Right. So if you hold it, because he's going to give it. And I have seen guys so he do gonna, that listen, before. He's going to give it to you. When he right, give right. it to you, boom, you lock it right here like this. Yeah. So now he's going up with one hand. Now you take that other hand, swing it apart. They can't tell. Yeah. they like, oh, he just up on him. Right. Like the DB just in good position yeah. to make the play. So, so that's just, so they're going to just write that off yeah, as typical hand Exactly. Battle. It's a vet no, move. No, no Big flat. vet move. So that's what you do in those situations, Martin. Anybody that's 
friends with Martin. Tell him I said it. And by, by the way, send, send him out where I get him right. That was a, <laughs> if you want to talk about why isn't Joe Woods getting him right? Ball placement. No, that, is, that a was a, a hell great of a, throw. It was a hell of a rock. It was a great throw. throw. No, it was. Tyvis, you to draw the goal line play real quick. Yeah, I could draw it up really quick. And while Tyvis is drawing it up, we'll show you guys, Steve, we take tag board again. I'm um, not tag board. iPad pick, again. This if, is the if you visual the element of the play you're about to see Tyvis draw up. But this is the <laughs> formation. Yeah. It's cover zero on the goal line. Third and goal from the two. And the guy you're going to be looking at here is – see, now we got to adjust to see. It's all this thing. Tyree. But this is the guy you're looking at right here, Tyreek versus Greg Newsom. That'll be the now matchup. Okay. Tyvis draws I'm, I'm up I'm going to be sack. completely honest with y'all. I seen this, and this is a shame. <laughs> this is this is. They're all a shame. No, this is bad. <laughs> this like, is the worst this, one. Yeah, this one really got me. It really grinds. Because I thought my the gears. Dion play was the worst. <laughs> one. This one ground my gears because, for for one, I don't know why. Well, I do know why. We were in cover zero. We was in cover zero and on the goal line, which is hilarious to me. Explain to folks what cover zero. Cover is. zero is means that there is nobody in the back. It's straight man across. You they got even, your man. They even took the safeties out the game to put extra D line in the game because they couldn't stop the run. So what did they do? Of course they passed. You see one on one coverage across the board. We're gonna throw the ball. Now the tactical error made was by Greg Newsom right here on this play. If you plan cover zero, the easiest throw in football is straight down the middle for a quarterback right down the middle of the field. So when you plan zero, you never ever ever give up the inside on the route. You always give up outside breaking routes because that's harder throw takes time. You might be able to recover and make a play, but if he beats you inside and the quarterback and laser it right there, then that's going to be a touchdown every time. And that's exactly what happened. He came up, gave him a little shimmy, shimmy, boom, shot inside. G Newton never recovered. Touchdown right over the ball. This guy's gone with the motion. So that right there, G Newton just has to play heavy inside, and he has to live with those big seven routes because it's actually harder to throw those passes than people think. So what? So my question is, when you, when they come out in that diff, when they come out in that formation, that personnel, why are you at goal line? Because we couldn't stop the run. And I said the same thing. I said, why? I laughed. But I, I literally laughed. <laughs> I said, this is so bad that you putting out extra linemen like, like this. Right. That's, that's that's pathetic that we got to do that. But that's what they did. They took the safeties out the game, brought in your, your best three cover guys, corner, 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 took the safeties out, part in the extra lineman, Boom, boom, got your two linebackers out there. Linebackers checking the tight end, and this one got the running back. These guys are dead. It's, it's really like, They're dead. It's, it's as bad as we think. Dead, yeah, that, that was bad. That was there's, bad. No <laughs> way, there's no way you can cover them one-on-one. -on -one. Hey, Earl, happy birthday, brother. Yes, happy, happy birthday, 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 man. man. <laughs> happy Great birthday, job. Man. And that's my break. That, that's, that's the Tyvis Madden segment of the, of the, of the day. Thank y'all. It was, it was excellent. It really was because it takes you inside what the hell is going on. Leroy, we just gave a metric that Jason Lloyd gave us yesterday that says not only are the Browns 32nd in run efficiency, they are 32nd by a mile. Like the gap between them and 31 is incredibly large. Mm -hmm. They are also the low, it's the lowest a team has ever rated in run defense since this metric became a thing in the year 2000. So we're not just bad, we're historically bad. What are you seeing? Well, part of the reason I was on TV a lot last, I mean, on a bunch of radio shows last week, and what I suggested is that 
the Browns don't rush. Play more of a two gap. Yeah, don't blitz. And bat the ball and bat and bat the ball down. Because what has plagued the Browns for the last few games, win or lose, is you got these two outside guys going get the passer and there's no pressure up the middle and you're creating seams every which way possible. So you're not only creating seams for a short quarterback to throw the ball, but you're also creating seams for them to run the ball. And you can't stop either one as long as you allow these seams in the defense. So whatever's going on and all the things that Tavis is talking about are are accurate. Um, I would say without being able to get some consistent pressure up the middle, however you want to do it, uh, you are putting everyone else in a difficult spot. Um, and it, it, you're asking that secondary to cover two of the fastest guys in the league. You're asking those linebackers to figure out what's going on because, you know, normally when the Dol- when the Browns play well, um, they don't need all that time to figure out what's going on because the defense is getting there. But whenever that doesn't happen, they get pieced up, both running the football and passing the football. And what I would say is this. The only thing that really got to me was there's a rule in football. And it's offensively and defensively. And you learn this rule in the beginning of camp. Offensively, they tell you, the first preseason game, they're going to throw a couple of blitzes at you. If you don't pick them up, you're going to see that blitz all year, hmm. right? Defensively, if you can't stop the run in preseason, mm. <clears throat> you're going to get ran on all year, mm. and they're going to pick you apart. And what I would say is, is once you find out you're not getting pressure up the middle, as coaches, you have to find a way to get pressure up the middle. Whether it's with games, whether it was linebackers lining up in the A-gap, you can line linebackers up in A-gap and make them block a certain way and then drop out. Yep, yep. But you yep. got to do something. Stop lining these guys up in the same spots every play and thinking it's going to get better. You know, Leroy, the part that gets me the most is that when I was watching it, they line up with these wide edges. Oh my and God. I'm like, you right. cannot oh, do my that God. unless you got some so, dogs in the middle. Ty, oh. You cannot oh. do that. Right. But Ty, Ty, think of this. You line these guys up damn near wide nines. Yep. Every time. And I'll be like, And they thinking they're gonna get and then you got the two, you got the two uh tackles dapping each other up over the <laughs> in the A gaps. Every team in the world gonna check to a run. Leroy, so why, now, why, why hasn't Kevin Stefanski see what you guys are saying <laughs> is blatantly obvious? Why can't here's he why. see it? Here's why. And I thought about this too. <laughs> Give me something. Give me something, man. Sometimes you are limited 
on what you can do or what you can adjust to based on the people you have in the game. Meaning that me and Tavis may have fun with this, but part of the reason why you have a go-to defense is because you know some of these young guys don't know what the hell to do. So anytime a guy go in motion and you see that your team isn't adjusting to it properly, then that safety or that linebacker just going to check to base defense. So when you see that guy going in motion, if somebody don't chase him and y'all playing man coverage and the safety see that, it's either going to be a timeout or check to base defense. So I don't know if they have adjustments in place or defenses in place to, 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 to do these things, but then when it all happens, they just check the base because that's what it seems like. It seems like far too many times you got a fire drill going on on offense and the defense just back up and play base defense. And so I don't know what that is, but but even from that standpoint, here's what I would do. I would blitz to stop the run. So if you put enough pressure on any quarterback, he's going to start looking at the wrong things. Ain't nobody that poised because nobody like being hit. And the fact that they've never even tried to do that. Like, we all been watching Tom Brady for how many years? And what, what, what's the deal? Try to get pressure up the middle. Try to get pressure up the middle. So all these coaches try. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it don't. But they know what they need to do. Leroy, I, I, look, I watch I, I, this I, team. I, I watch this team and I say, hey, man. Isn't it time to make a, a couple of adjustments? If, if you're going to give up a bomb, give it up blitzing everybody. Because that's where you are. I, I just think, Leroy, when you look at both sides of the football, um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, people think that I'm a knee-jerk reaction person. Well, I, I, I can look at you and see if it ain't going to work or not. I just know. I, I look at it. I can look at it a couple times and see if it's not going to work. But my problem is when we, and this is, this is team-wide, offensive defense, right? When I watch other teams, and this is irrefutable, <laughs> I watch other teams, and, I, and when we get ready to play those teams, we look at the film and we like, wow, they make sure their playmakers get it. They make sure you're going to be scared as hell as Tyreek Hill. He got 11, 1,200 yards already. And then, with, and then they, they, they spot shadow it so much that when you come into the game, they're like, oh, yeah, you know what? <laughs> yeah, we got Tyreek Hill. And even though we like Tyreek Hill, you so bad in the run game, we're going to get whatever we want either way. So my, my problem is when you talk about the, the, the defense and how it looks, there are some times that I think people don't understand. There's incompetent people in every walk of life. Everybody ain't even a good minister. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not a good mechanic. Everybody's not a good mm -hmm. actor. At some point, you have to tell yourself, I understand we want to put these people on pedestals, but it's unequivocally to the point right now. You understand as it's, it's malpractice for a defensive uh, coordinator to not see these basic. 
He talk, you talk basically, Leroy. It's basics. You know, run blitzing is basics. Like, I can't stop you, but let's get just get people in the box. Run the ball turn, with three people turn, in the back right. Exactly. Well, and here's the other thing. Well, they do walk people down Listen, in the box. Hey, right? they do. It be, hey it be you know what I learned a box. long time ago? That just because you got a title don't mean you good at it. <laughs> facts. You know what I'm saying? Super like, facts. Stop thinking just because you go into a doctor's office that that doctor is good. Stop acting just because you go to a mechanic that that mechanic is good. We make those assumptions far too often. Now, look, I will say this. If you're in the NFL, you're amongst the elite to play the sport. But it don't mean you're the elite of the elite. Of the elite. Right. And and so I would say that there's a whole lot of stuff going on that we don't know about. Right? For example, Tyvis broke down a play. Right? And and it's all fine and great and dandy, right? But who's to say that they ain't watch film and they said Tyreek is going to run that quick out or that seven, so guard against that. And then mm. they change it up and he run across the field. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So there, there's a lot of things at play. So I don't really try to, you know, talk about as much of the game plan or what's being told because sometimes what we see it, we don't understand what the plan was going into this. I basically deal with the basics. And that is, if your quarterback is getting sacked, you need an extra protector. If you can't get at the quarterback, you need to change it up and find different ways to get at him. You, you see, just I, basic things like that. I so when I watch I a game, on. when I watch a game and I'm seeing a team get picked apart and not stopping anything, my immediate response is, y'all better do something to stop one of these things. But doesn't that ultimately and, and, go and on deal, to the coordinator? Deal with the consequences. But ultimately, Leroy, doesn't that go to the coordinator? He's the guy that has to devise yes, something yes. to stop it. What is his... Uh, yes. Is, when he came to Cleveland, that was his first coordinator experience because he was a DB coach in San Fran and Denver, right? I'm not sure about that. McNuggets, can you look yeah, that up? Is, was it, is, is this Joe is Woods' Cleveland first D core job? Yeah, because I mean, if that's the case, then Hold I on, mean, ask, ask it one more time. I didn't hear. Is, is this, this Joe Woods' first job as a defensive coordinator? Was he a D coordinator somewhere else, or was he just a yeah, position I'm, coach? Yeah, I'm 99.9 percent positive. I'm pretty sure D coordinator in Denver. Hold on. No, I don't think he was. What? I, he was the D, I thought he was a DB coach. No, he's not the defensive coordinator in Denver. He was Isn't defensive that, coordinator uh, for the Broncos from 2017 and 2018. So no, not his first defensive coordinator. So he job. was a defensive coordinator in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and I'm guessing he just didn't walk away because he was doing so well. <laughs> what in Denver? Yeah. Well, I mean, he ended up. So what happened is they had a good defense. They had a good defense. What happened is they San Francisco lost Jeff Halfley. Jeff Halfley was my DB coach. He went to Ohio State to be the D coordinator. They had to fill the DB coach job, so they went and got Joe Woods from Denver. Denver had a top five defense with Joe Woods as the defensive coordinator in 2017. So, yeah, I don't understand. It's perplexing because I don't they did last happens. year at the end of the year, why. too. I don't understand. You know, at the end of the season, if you go from week eight on, they were a top well, five well, defense. Well, well, let me give you this. Sometimes, I just don't know why we're seeing two different looks. And, well, well, I, I'm, again, I'm going to throw, throw it to Leroy right after I say this. Sometimes when you got coaches, people believe that if you can minimize the damage, right? 
People don't want to see splash plays. People think that if I just give up a big play, people going to notice that big plays, people, you're going to get fired. But if I just play conservative and I just make them take another snap, make them take another snap, people won't get on me as much if, if, I'm, ta- if I'm giving up seven points after 12, 12 plays. But if I'm giving up big time points on deep balls, on crazy runs, all these big splash plays, then it brings a little attention to yourself. But he doesn't understand that we still see you. We still you understand still have what, a death by what a million he is. You, you still dying. Yeah. I mean, he is giving up the splash plays, though. He, he was they, early. They giving up a bunch of explosives, early. and that's the problem. That's the frustrating part because this defense is predicated well, remember, to not early, really though, give they up. Were, they were blatant, blatant. Big, yeah, big, big miscommunication. Guys were like, like smoke Dude, on a smoke break. They was, the they was all doing this and. Doing yeah, that. right. That's, and that's gone away. But to G. Bush's point, now it's death by a million cuts. Yeah, by the run game. Yeah. Well, and 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 guess what? There's a lot of D coordinators that think like that, and you know where to start it, right? Where? Belichick. Okay. Belichick. Belichick had a theory, and that was, if you're an offense and you can go 12 plays without a mistake, without a false start, without a holding without a drop ball. If you can go 12 plays, I'm going to tip my hat to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to make you go 12, 13 plays to that's, score. Absolutely. That's, that's fascinating. That's it. You see? Absolutely. And, that's, and, and, and so that's why that, that Patriots defense has always been a bend but don't break. Probably because right. Bill's philosophy it, is you're going to have to do what you just they said. All, they always right. say stay on top. Because they don't know quarterback want to sit there all game and take check down. That's, that's it. They're not going to do it. They, right. The quarterback, the quarterback, the quarterback right. it, and the OC going to be like, but, you know what? Take the shot. And when they do, you got to make them pay. But wow. Here's, here's the problem with that. The problem with that is this. What the Dolphins do is they do a hell of a job exploiting the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. There's only been a handful of quarterbacks that do that. Drew Brees. Drew Brees to the point where they used to take their their number one receiver and play him in the slot. Michael Thomas. Which was unheard um, of. Go Bucks. Which was unheard of, but that's where that started. And Drew Brees was so accurate that he only started having problems when he got older and couldn't and couldn't make those throws in the middle of the field. <laughs> that's when you knew his 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 career was coming to an end. It wasn't whether the arm was strong enough. It was that he couldn't throw those balls in the middle of the field, which is where he made all of his living. So in order to defend that, you have to have one of two things. First thing you got to do is stop the run. Because if you don't stop the run and the linebackers come up, the middle of the field is even wider, is even bigger. And that's what kind of happened to the Browns. Couldn't stop the run. You bring the linebackers down, you're still not stopping the run, and then they throw it over top of the linebackers into the middle of the field with cover two, and it looked like they had green grass for days. So my whole thing is is that as the game is going on, you see what's happening. I could see what was happening. We all could see all the green grass in the middle of the field. And so now you got to counter that. And you might not have to counter it next week. You might not have to counter it the week before. But football is fluid. You got to do the things to win the game today. And if that means that you play a little out of your comfort zone, 
You're going to lose anyway if you keep doing the same damn thing. <laughs> it is. That's you see the, what I'm saying? I think that's what's so frustrating. It's the it's the adjustments. Right. It's the no adjustments. Like, you you just go ahead and keep but, doing the same again, thing. Like, I'm, do I'm something. I'm careful with this. But, but Ty, I'm careful with this. Is that we've had this conversation. It might be an adjustment. You, and they just ain't getting You, you don't know. Right. They just ain't you getting don't know if guys, if guys are doing the right things. And that that the guy calling the plays on defense. Well, I said see that a Lee, guy going motion. I said that the right Leroy, guy they ain't following here. him. And he's like, uh, uh-uh. check check two check two or right? or active sabotage. Now, when you not yeah. now, now what that? I <laughs> no, hold on. That? Watch this. <laughs> now watch this. <laughs> I'm coming with this. Watch this. When you play for a coach, when you play for a coach, and that coach then lost your mindset. You would have seen play after play. He tell you all week, we're going to run this. You get to the play, you get to the game, and you look at the other side of the field, and you say, these dudes done smoked us again in this game plan. And then what happens is when he start talking to you, when he start telling you what you're going to do, a lot of cats is like, well, I'm going to just go for self. Maybe I, maybe I do got contained, but I'm trying to get a sack. But maybe you, I am supposed to deliver hands, but I'm not paying. And a lot of but people. But see, the thing about that, though, G, is that active sabotage? You try to do that's not gonna hurt nobody but yourself. You, well, you're yeah. ultimately, ultimately, ultimately you, trying you, to get the coach. You, no, 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 I, no, 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 They might not see that like that. They oh. might look at it like uh, you hey, get fired. We're gonna release hey, you. Or G. Bush, if it's Miles Garrett, he ain't going nowhere. He might be on the but block. G. Bush, we don't know it. Go ahead, hey, Leroy. G. Bush, here's the problem. That only work in basketball. You know why? That money is guaranteed. True. Hey, in <laughs> football, true. in football, you sign them big old contracts, but you can still get that knock on that door. <laughs> yeah, you can. We, we've we gone in a different direction. So every time you go on the field, you you impressing somebody. And to say a guy going to go onto a football field and purposely sabotage his coach, y'all both going to be eating at the Krispy Kreme. Because <laughs> your ass going to be gone too. Hey, Leroy, we got a super chat question for you. Leroy, this comes sure. from Charles T. from Germany. Thanks to Charles for watching. And uh, Shout out to Germany, Germany. man. Yeah, Germany, Germany in the house. Long way away. But he Jager says, you know, bombs! <laughs> <laughs> says, we, know, we know Woods is gone. What other players should be Jager gone too? <clears throat> um... I th- look, one of the things that that needs to happen defensively is that they got to get back to what they have done that's been successful before they determine who can do what. Because last year, it seemed like they were going after the quarterback a little bit more, right? It seems like they were more creative on defense as far as bringing guys off the slot, bringing guys up the middle, the A-gap blitzes, um, the linebackers. You know, look, if they can't cover, just rush them, right? Like, you got to have some type of way of being able to adjust with the flow of the game. Um, I don't know how much of that the coaches want to do, but due to who's playing, they can't. And that's always a tough spot to sit here and, and, and kind of criticize because we don't know. We don't know that Joe Wood wants to do a, a lot of different things but can't. 
And, and and so it's the same thing as far as the offense. Like, we all like to think that this is the same offense that's going to be um, – that they're going to run when Deshaun Watson gets in. But it's not, right? And and so it it becomes difficult to try to weed through what's really going on because guess what? Let's take it to the beginning of the year. Like Ty said, you had a bunch of guys looking at each other, a bunch of guys pointing at each other, who got who, I don't know. So now you you the defensive coordinator. You're like, I got to rein this in. We can't do that, right? Ooh. And now you've simplified it so much. Everybody know what to do, but y'all getting cracked every game. <laughs> or, or maybe or maybe play, the, uh, maybe play their asses in the preseason. If you don't know what you're doing, and you sitting around in this camp cupcake, yeah. and you and you, you taking everybody drinking Kool Aid with towels on their heads. Hell yeah, you ain't gonna know what you doing. Well, it might be the old. That's the whole NFL. Well, look, not 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 I saw. I always go to the Kansas City Chiefs. He and they go to the AFC Championship every year. Them boys was out there practicing. They played a lot. Played week one. Even, Patrick Mahomes. Even Mahomes. But Mahomes, that's Patty Mahomes. And, and and if you don't know, MA's Mr. Simons means one thing. You're not in your book. You're not in that iPad. That's a fact. That fact. If you it's that's no fact. The only Mr. Simons is you. That means you're not in that pad. Yep. That's it. You can, like the, knowing what you are supposed to you, do because when you start off that iPad give you the every play with every, every check and adjustment you need to all know of and, you, them. and you better right. know it. It ain't really right. no excuse. So right, it, uh, but 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 I would say I would say this is that if that's the case, that ain't coaching. That's players, right? Like, like the 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 you a grown ass man. Like your coach shouldn't have to tell you Facts. with the amount of money you making mm-hmm. and the amount of people depending on you to know what you need to do. Your coach shouldn't have to call you at home and say, "Are you going over your plays? Do you know what you have to do?" <laughs> Leroy, and, I- and so from that standpoint, I don't know. You know, and, and we we have this conversation about leadership. I've never played on a team where they didn't have that one guy that would either be supportive I've been saying or that. put you in check. Check it in. With well, you know? well, well, A-Walk is gone, so that that's that was a big blow. Yeah, so the, the, the void of leadership keeps coming up. It, and, keeps, which is, which it is, keeps coming up. You know, it's a leadership meeting every week. They got like a position player. Every position group got a leader, and they meet with Kevin Stefanski every, like, once a week. Well, it's not going so well. I just want to know if if your team has designated you, your position group has designated you to be the. They look at you as the leader. The leader. On game day, that means your voice. They will hear what you're saying. You should get them going. I, mean, I don't think I, I just. It, it just looks maybe like it is happening because I don't see it, it on the TV. Like Leroy, let's count. bring in your old running back mate, yeah. Robert Smith. 